Hello, and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, December 20th, 2013. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we discuss the Twitter redesign, improvements to mobile browsers, math bugs in JavaScript, and more. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. You're not going to be rearranging furniture this week, are you? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I was editing last week's. So was funny. Yeah, the last couple of weeks I've been, I've been very fidgety. <laughs> you guys all set for the holiday? We are, actually. We're um, waiting on, I think... I think tomorrow and Thursday will be the last days of, of uh, Amazon arrivals. Hmm. And then, yeah. We ordered something on Amazon um, like two nights ago, and mm-hmm. and it was there the next day. And it wasn't, I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't small either. It was like, uh, it was bigger than a bread box. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I'm like, didn't you just order this last night? And she's like, Yep. Yeah, I've had that happen a few times. Um, always just attribute it to getting the order in just in time and, and living right next to, well, right, well, I should say within an hour or two of, of both a large Amazon distribution center and a mid, you know, the biggest UPS hub. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's shocking how awesome that is, it's, but just wait until it's like the, whether it's drone deliveries or self-driving cars or like same day to Amazon delivery is going to be sick. Yeah. I still say they should go for the tube system. <laughs> exactly. Like the old bank drive throughs Yep. I love that. Just be like tubes all over the, like you look outside of the telephone poles and there's just tubes everywhere with like I know, it's, Amazon it's smiley face. It's, it's, it's sad. We don't have an underlying infrastructure for this already because it would be awesome. But yeah, I consider that a bug. It's yeah, I do too. It, that should have been developed first. Before yeah, we should we should be able to just like suck things to each other's houses. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, why that should have been before plumbing, if you ask me. Yeah. I wonder if we could repurpose the plumbing. <laughs> we. I wonder. You know what you could do mm. is it, you could instead of having the water system, you could shut that off, vacuum seal it. Right, just, you need water. Yeah, well, you could just send bottled water or like, no, you, you or like baby wipes for your you know, bathing needs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is my best idea. Anyway. This is what you get. Yeah, it's going to be that kind of show, folks. Everyone's, uh, everyone is, I don't want to say stressed out from the holidays, but it definitely eats your calendar. And, uh, yeah. Lots of development, lots of releases, lots of fun stuff going on, but not a lot of sleep. Yeah, I'm. I'm not stressed. I'm. I'm actually, actually caught up on everything. Um, as of four thirty this morning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm not stressed. I'm just like super busy and super tired. Yeah, same here. I'm not stressed. It's just like it's just like wow, there's so much going on. Like them bleeding money because of the holidays and the roof and all that. But, right, right, right. And the uh, and the uh broken jaw <laughs> yeah i don't think we 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 mentioned the toothache on the podcast but i don't think we mentioned the broken jaw yeah, it turns out it's not a tooth it's it's um 
I guess it's not really the jaw itself that's broken. He has bone spurs on his jaw that have broken off. Oh, I see. That's yeah. not as big a deal. That's not the same. I was like, what is this dude playing Still, hockey in secret? I know. Like, secret secret hockey playing. Yeah. <laughs> he is Canadian. Yeah. He's like sleep he's like sleep hockeying or something. Yeah. He doesn't even know. Anyway. He wakes up in the morning smelling of bacon and, and bruised. <laughs> Whoa, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I smell bacon. Oh, it's just me. Ow. <laughs> what is my jaw hurt? <laughs> oh wow. Okay. What do you say we talk about building apps that run everywhere? Oh, if we must. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, housekeeping. Next mm-hmm. week, you will not be forced to listen to us waffling about broken jaws and uh, present purchases and replacing the plumbing system. <laughs> You'll be able to listen to past waffles. Yes, you're going to listen to old waffles. It'll be a highlight reel of old waffling, which we hope will be... Uh, Delightful holiday listening for y'all. Um, yeah, so that'll be uh, traditionally, and when I say traditionally, I mean last year, we took off the Christmas week and we just skipped the week, but this year we were thinking about putting together a highlight reel of funny stuff or pithy content from our, jeez, uh, I, I guess 80, this will be episode 87. So, 87, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm looking forward to actually doing that. I've already listened to a bunch of the uh, earlier episodes looking for Bon Mots, if that's how you yeah, say you're, that. You're, you're way ahead of me. I, I comple- <laughs> We said we were going to do it, and then I completely promptly forgot about it. <laughs> it's pretty fun, actually. It's not... Uh, the, I expected the older... The, you know, I started at the beginning and working my way forwards, and Kelly's going to work her way back from the end. And the... the um, uh, I, I refuse to listen to the old episodes. Yeah, it it's a little cringy, but um, you know the sound is a little wonky, and the um, you know we were just getting our heck together, which now is completely together. I'd like to add, <laughs> totally, like, totally professional now. And uh, but the content is it's still relevant, actually. I mean, it's a year. Some of it's like I guess it's a year and a half ago that we started, and uh, it's still a lot of stuff is still relevant i i almost i almost felt bad i'm like geez we keep saying the same thing over and over it's like uh, <laughs> a lot of this stuff keeps coming up but i guess that's to be expected i know from my consulting work uh, still a lot of people need to hear that message so i guess we're going to keep saying yeah. it until it's uh just totally not interesting uh so that's you got that to look forward to next week dear listener um any other housekeeping that you can think of not off the top of my head. Cool. So uh, let's move into a bug report. Okay. Yeah, I saw your your note about it. It's, I was I was curious. So. Mm. So are you familiar with the modulo math function or mod? Only in that I have heard of it. Yeah, it's really useful for dealing with things like dates or any kind of looping when you have to loop back to the beginning of an array, any kind of like looping construct um, that's dealing with uh, like an indexed entity of some kind. So like if you, like the classic example is like a clock. Clock's Mm -hmm. like mod 12. So if you, if you, if you divide um, 
uh, geez, how do, how do you explain this? If you, if you divide 11 by 12, the remainder is 11. If you divide 12 by 12, the remainder is zero. And if you divide uh, 13 by 12, the remainder is one. So right. if, if you do 13 mod 12, the answer is one. If you do 13, if you do 11 mod 12, the answer is 11. So uh-huh. it, it divides the two numbers and gives you the integer remainder. Okay. Which is wicked useful when you're doing yeah. things like um, trying to calculate the, like, the next Saturday, for example. Yeah. Because, like, this, yeah. you know, you do mod 7 and end up with the day that you want. So, um, so that, and that works fine in JavaScript. Uh, the, the operator for mod is a percent sign, strangely enough. So you do 1% or, like, 11% 12, and you, the answer would be 11 Oh, okay. I've used that before. I just wasn't aware of what it was called. Ah, there you go. So that is, I'm using that in, um, in a, an album gallery where we want to loop around to the end or sorry, actually I want to insert stuff in the middle of the gallery. It does loop around to the end, but mm-hmm. so as you're, as you're, you know, you've got a gallery of images, it's like 12 images long and I want to do something special when the person gets, uh, every every five times the user swipes from uh, uh, one to the next so I'll, uh, what I'm doing is I count each swipe so you know it's like swipe 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 that's three swipe is four swipe is five and I keep track of that number and then I have a frequency number and say the frequency is five so then I would just mod the current count by uh, five and then say okay um, on that slide. Uh, on that, yeah. If if mod yeah. is zero, that means that I'm, I'm either I'm at some multiple of five, like zero, five, ten, fifteen, whatever. And then at that point, do the thing. So it works great because then you don't have to worry about, you, you know, like like the if the galleries, if the gallery doesn't fit evenly into twelve or into five, you know, or if the if you do want to just continue to keep counting if they loop past the end so if you go through the gallery more than once you still want to keep going every five it would be a lot of it mm-hmm. would be very complicated to um to deal with you could count the swipes and then reset it to zero every time but uh this mm. makes more sense to me yeah so the problem is in a gallery you can swipe backwards and if they're on the first slide and they swipe backwards you're you get you know negative minus one off of zero you end up with negative one and mod normally handles this. So if you're doing, um, it, so yeah, it, it should. If you're dividing, I mean, it should. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're like like negative one mod twelve is eleven because it it's if you picture a clock, it goes back one from zero. So twelve twelve is twelve and zero. So if it goes backwards from zero, you end up on eleven, and it yeah. it figures that out, but not in JavaScript. <laughs> hmm. So what do you have to do? Get the absolute value first and then? No, that doesn't work either. Um, huh. You how, how, wait, how does that not work? Because the absolute, if you do the absolute value of 1 and then you mod it by 12, you get the answer is 1. And oh, what we're looking right, for right. is 11. So I first dealt with this by just adding the mod to whatever number, but since it, which would work because I'm getting my, my modulo number from the length of the album so you can't go more negative than that mm-hmm. uh because you know well i guess you could if you kept looping but it would it would trigger before then so i could what i was doing is just like whatever the current count was add the mod to it and then do the mod so that if you had negative one then you get 11 and then do the mod and it would be 11 
but if if in some other case you were in you could have like negative 13 then that wouldn't work and it was like you have this chicken or egg or not you know you have this catch-22 thing where um you know what do you do yeah so end up with wild loops and weird stuff yes yeah, just the stuff i was trying to avoid in the first place so the um uh so what did i do i googled <laughs> and i found uh somewhere that um let me pull this up somewhere on the internet yes i'm sure it was stack overflow although i don't really remember um boom uh i found some smart math guy figured out that you can um uh, modify sort of like do a polyfill on the number prototype mm-hmm. and let me and it's the most bizarre function i didn't i don't even i didn't even spend time to like get my head around it it just works <laughs> uh but it is let me see if i can if it's worth reading yeah so it's it's bizarre so it's uh it's so a short, short function, number.prototype.mod equals function n. Uh, and so you pass in the, the the 12 in this case. Right. And you return this <laughs> this mod. So this is the number that, so it would be like, you know, 3.mod and then pass in 12. Right. Then you get this mod 12 plus 12 and then the whole thing mod 12 again. I have no idea why that works. Uh, okay. But it does. <laughs> and I will link to it in the show notes in case anybody needs to do modulo with negative numbers. Interesting. Yes. Another one of those WTF JavaScript moments. Yeah. I apologize. I swear I'm really not disposing of bodies over here, but I feel like it's it's thumpy again because of the cat and the furnace and, <laughs> and the, the coffee cup that I keep bumping into. And yeah. It's okay. That's why they invented audio editing software. Oh, Oof, Jesus. I, yeah. <laughs> you just crash your car. <laughs> Are you no, driving? I, I hit the keyboard runner. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> you want to get onto a smoother road. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, not be blind. <laughs> uh, that would help. All right. So let's move right along to... Um, the Twitter redesign. This is sort of a hybrid. Uh, uh, this is sort of a continuation of last week's feature, and also a a housekeeping sort of <laughs> correction, I guess. So, oops. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, an oops. We need, we need to stop talking about things like this. I know. Should we jinxed I mean, it. I mean, I mean, Twitter redesigned. Google bought the terrifying robot dog. I know. Yeah. And we won the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> Make it so. Yeah. So folks who listened to last week's episode um, heard us ranting about um, about inconsistencies of user interfaces across multiple platforms. And the, uh, the poster child for bad behavior was Pandora, yes. who does an absolute, you know, sorry, Pandora gang, but it's just a horrible job of any kind of user interface consistency across platforms, even similar platforms, like two different TV yeah. platforms look completely different. Yeah. And we our our, our uh, good angel was the uh, Twitter application, which for a little while was was sort of inconsistent across platforms. It wasn't horrible, but it, it was 
not great. Uh, and on Windows Phone, actually Windows Phone was pretty bad, but um, but then they made, they normalized it everywhere, which made me super happy. I thought you know I thought it was a huge improvement. And since I switch back and forth between devices a lot, uh, it was a really big deal for me. I'm a heavy keyword, Twitter user. Keyword being was. Yeah, was. So literally that day that, that <laughs> we recorded, Twitter released updates to um, their their iPhone and Android clients, and they're just totally totally broke the android one it's just horrible like not not only is it horrible but it's completely different well it's i was gonna say it's 50 percent different than the ios version there's tons of user interface stuff that doesn't even exist in the other yeah and i can't stand it like i don't i, I instantly was like okay people what twitter clients do you use on android because the 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 official one they, they ruined it so it's horrible so they made it, I will give them some credit. They, they surfaced uh, direct messages to the top level, which I do like. Mm-hmm. I like using Twitter they DMs. They should have done that everywhere. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think that is at the top level everywhere. I'll check while we're talking. Mm-hmm. But, um, but they, they have this like, you can favorite profiles now. And the... Like the navigation for the app is different on iOS and Android. It's like super confusing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And oh, yeah, favoriting profiles. That took us a bit to figure out what was going on. Yeah, and it turns out that was your. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was the problem that. I was talking about the other day. Where I, it's what it does is it enables mobile notifications for those profiles. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, which is a horrible thing to turn on. Yeah, if you, and, uh, and you can. I mean, you can do it. It's a feature that's been there for a long time, and you can do it in every client, but it's not favoriting a profile in anything other than Android. See, I didn't know. Yeah, so apparently you can. it's called turning on notifications in the other interface, and it's not very obvious. It's like uh, it's in a, hidden in a drawer yeah. underneath the profile. Um, on, on Android, it's like a star right on the person's profile page, and it's like it's like super... Um, I don't know, prominent. Like it's, yeah. like, I don't know. I thought it was a new feature. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're just testing it and they're using the Android platform to test it. It's, it's like, oh, we just want to test it with a percentage of our market. You would, th- I buy that if they hadn't updated the iOS app. But yeah, they, that's true. Yeah. They, they did a significant redesign on the iOS app as well. Yeah, they did. And then they borked the Android one. I mean, there's just like so many things that are different. It doesn't make any sense. It's so confusing. And I mean, things are named differently. The 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 main profile, uh, not profile, the main stream is completely different. It doesn't work the same at all. It's I can't stand it. And you know, and people will people that your listener may think, um, well, that's just you because you're switching between phones so often. And my argument last week and my argument will continue to be that normal people have multiple devices. Yes, everyone and, does that. Yeah. So if you if you want to tweet on your Kindle Fire HDX that you're going to get for Christmas and also on your uh, uh, iPhone, you're going to have to learn how to do it. Yeah. All twice. over again. Yeah. Like the, the, I mean, what would you consider the core, core function of Twitter? What is the most core thing of Twitter? The most core thing of Twitter is the activity feed and tweeting. 
right and and i totally agree and both are completely different on the two platforms the activity feed is different and you tweet differently (laughs) (laughs) so like i don't know it's like it's like i i would i would love to know they're i mean they're not I know they're not dopey. I, there must be some reason, but I cannot imagine what it is. Yeah, I mean, presumably there's some research that went into this that told them, hey, this is a good idea, we should do it, and they're not just like randomly coming up with UI changes because somebody's cousin needs a job. Right. <laughs> I mean, the the only... So the, the argument that you raised, I think, is plausible. Like, they're saying, okay, we're going through a redesign... We're going to redesign a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. Let's test new stuff on Android. Maybe, but I don't, I don't understand why you wouldn't release that alone if they're not going to match anyway. And then the other yeah. thing that I occurred to me is that they've got data that says that Android users I- interact with the application in a wildly different way than iOS users. But I feel like that is a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy and that the, the user interface should drive the behavior that you want. So Yeah, and, and not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, so I just feel like both are kind of like flimsy. It's just it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Pres- presumably they have a good reason. I just I'd love to know what it is because I can't get my head around what it would be. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the two of them now and I mean the the fact that the main navigation, so like the the toolbar in, in iOS, Twitter iOS is home, which is sort of you know, sort of like the way it always used to be, except for, oh, this is an old phone. I'm like, oh my God, they changed it again. <laughs> the But the toolbar along, uh, you know, in the footer in iOS is timelines. So that's one tab. And oddly it has, you can swipe left and right in it to switch between home, discover. Yeah, you can. And activity. So you're, So it's like there's three tabs inside that one tab. So okay, I, uh, I get, I guess that's okay. It's kind of like tweet decky. That's yeah. I can, oh, I can sort of see that. It's kind of cool. Um, the thing that I don't like about it is I don't understand what the difference between discover activity and home are. So that's it would be nice if there was some kind of yeah indication about where these tweets are coming from because I, f- I I personally find that con that context important. Like I don't want to just like read different tweet streams i kind of want to know where it's coming from i guess i guess that doesn't matter but for some reason i want to know it then they have the notifications tab which is this pretty much the same as it ever was it's when someone at replies you or retweets you or something like that and you go in there and you can see all that stuff and then messages is at the top level which i really like i love this change because i do you know i i like using there's certain people who i only know how to get in touch with on twitter and dming them is a good way to do it uh, and, you know, and to kind of, I suppose, prevent people from leaking out to Instagram and um, Snapchat and similar apps, they allow you to add photos in direct messages now. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. I like that a lot. And then yeah, the- messaging, messaging was always kind of hidden before, and I, I do like having it be more prominent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. So that's nice. And then the the last tab is your profile, which I, I have to go to, or I don't have to, but I go to a lot uh, for two reasons. Uh, one, I, I want to see who I'm logged in as because it's really easy to switch between um, your different accounts. And 
<clears throat> and I wanted to, you know, uh, you, you just want to make sure like which account you're on before you tweet. That's one reason why I checked there. <laughs> you got into trouble with that once. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted as as Cooper on my account. <laughs> People are like, uh, I don't follow you for tweets about pooping. So yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I have a screenshot of that somewhere. I mean, you deleted it, but I have a screenshot somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. So I try to be careful about that. Uh, so and the other thing is, it's fairly frequent that I'll tweet stuff that is uh, kind of like newsy. And I, I end up referring back to my own Twitter feed pretty frequently mm -hmm. to find the links. It's almost like my read it later feed. Yeah. Yeah. I do that too. And so I, I go there a lot and okay. So that's iOS. I actually like the iOS app. I don't mind the iOS app. It's nice. I haven't looked at the Android one yet, but I, I, I other than like you said, the, the ambiguity or, or uncertainty there between discover and activity and other than that. Yeah. I, I like the iOS app. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, I could that that could be solved by just like learn, you know, whatever, finding a blog post and learning about what it is. So then on Android, first of all, there's no footer bar. There's just there, there. Sorry, there is a footer bar, but it's not tabs. It's a a always present text field that you can tweet from, which huh. is bizarre. It's, Do you think I mean, the majority of their Twitter of their Android users are using tablets? And they're trying to give them since they're using more screen space. I don't know. I just think it's super weird. I, I almost, you know what just occurred to me? Maybe there is an Android app that's a messaging app or something like that that's really popular that is designed like that. So they're trying to kind of like onboard people from Instagram or onboard people from Snapchat. Maybe maybe the new Android app for for Twitter looks like Snapchat. I have no idea. Oh, it could be, yeah. But uh, it's... It's bizarre. Like, I don't mind having the tweet box right there on the screen, but it's bizarre that it's not that way on iOS as well. On iOS, it's a button in the top right, like it's always been. And then there's no way to get to your profile at the top level. You have to, like, you look around for it. And there's, like, a, a more button that exposes who you're logged in as. It, it's terrible. It's so, I mean, anyway. It's weird. I'm just looking at it now. It's strange. It's weird. I mean, it's just, it's just looks like crap. There's yeah, like two, two la layers of navigation at the top. They're like stack navigation. It's so weird. <laughs> anyway, so the point, the point is, um, is to get this off my chest, obviously. I'm trying to <laughs> let off some steam about how annoyed I am that I just got my new Android phone and I hate the Twitter app. But uh, yeah. the bigger thing is uh, people... I, if you don't think cross-platform consistency matters in your app, you are crazy. Like this is, yes. this is an extreme, they've literally gone from the best example to one of the worst with one update. And they have. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, it looks like you're in a different app. It's like the wrong app. I launched the wrong thing. So obviously I'll get used to it. Um, but, but switching back and forth between them as I will continue to do. And as most people I think will, maybe not most, but more and more people will continue to do is uh, it's just like this disconnect. It's cognitive load and friction. It's not, it cannot be good. Yeah. I'll charge up you one have, of my you tablets. You have to think whenever you open your Twitter app now, it's like, oh, which OS am I on? And yeah. Yeah. You have to be, now you're cognizant of the fact that you're on Android. So I don't know. I, I probably should leave it at that, but <clears throat> I think that it's a bad thing. In case that wasn't clear. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's just such perfect timing too. Oh my God. It's like, yeah. And so we were, we were, the dear listener might be interested to know that we were laughing because we were like, geez, they must be, uh, they must be listening to us or they, you know, they got our NSA feed. Yeah. And then, uh, and then like two seconds later, Kelly was like, we should, we should buy the terrifying robot dog.com. Cause it's hilarious. And, uh, I think it was literally that day. Google, <laughs> yes, it was. Google bought the terrifying robot dog company. Yes. So maybe they'll buy the domain off you for maybe. millions of dollars. <laughs> we should, we should, um, win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we won the lottery? Yeah. That was so awesome. That was such a, such a good day. Yeah, it was like it was that time when Mega Millions was at like five hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> anyway, all right. Sorry about that long rant. I was really pissed about this. <laughs> <laughs> As well, you should be. Yes, first world problems again. Yeah, that's what I love about the podcast. It just gives us a great platform for ranting about things. Yeah, no wonder it's the highlight of my week. Yeah. Therapeutic. You know, we, we just get to complain. Therapeutic. It is. Yeah, this is much. This is much cheaper than therapy. I feel much better already. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got good news. It's, mm-hmm. it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, two new, in my opinion, big upgrades to extremely popular mobile browsers. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so the the Chrome mm-hmm. one has me excited. Yes. So. Uh, so not got, that it, sorry, interrupting you again. I guess not that it really changes much because we still have to do the same type of stuff to accommodate other browsers. But true, but you sort of for free you get yeah. uh, you get Chrome. It's well, it depends. I I think. Um, well, let's explain what we're talking about. Yeah, that that would help. Yes. So Chrome for Android. Um, but I'm going to back up farther than that. So on mobile mobile browsers, the dear listener probably already knows this, but. Um, when you are viewing a web page in Safari on iOS, or um, I think pretty much any browser on iOS, because they all use mm-hmm. WebKit, and uh, in, in uh, or in Chrome or the Android stock browser on Android, if you double tap a block level element, the screen will, unless you've prevented this, will zoom into that area. So you can pretty yes. quickly navigate to an old school style page, you know, desktop style web page. I think the example in in the original Steve Jobs keynote in 2007 was the New York Times. So you, you browse to the New York Times and it's like this zoomed out web page. Although really it could be apple.com because they have they have, you know, the iPhone and the iPod and the iPad, the i everything, but no mobile websites. Uh, you're supposed to use an app so, for that. Yeah, there's an app for that. <laughs> So, so really, you could be double tapping on Apple.com. Yes, as is, that is another good example. So people are familiar with this um, this interaction, uh, the double tap. So the the problem with the double tap is, and I've I've argued this for a long time, maybe two years. I think that the the double tap gesture was very short sighted because it forces the browser to wait for three hundred milliseconds uh, after the first tap to see if you're about to tap again. Right. Uh, which imposes um, a, a noticeable lag in any kind of experience that demands high interactivity, which is most experiences. Yeah. 
So you can you can get away with clicking through a website without fe- it feeling too laggy because the page has to load anyway, and there are other kinds Especially of latency. Especially if you use Fast Active. Yes, and if you use Fast Active, you can at least uh, give some visual feedback to the user very quickly. But if you are, you know, if you build like a single page app and it's just pure JavaScript, it's just running, you know, client side. The tap delay is super annoying. Um, if you can imagine, I've got some uh, some examples online. I'll link to. You can actually test on your phone and see just how annoying it is to to run like a, a dialer application or a calculator app, anything like that. It's it's unusable. Yeah. So um, okay, so in Chrome, I, ho- I think I, I'm going to try and do this from memory. I think I'll get it right. In Chrome, um, you could remove this by setting the zoom to no. So on your web pages, you can add a meta tag for the viewport and do things in that tag value that are, you know, said things like uh, the width of this page is device width or the width of this Mm -hmm. page is 320 pixels. So that way when people get there, it's not zoomed way out because you're telling the browser, look, uh, I know what I'm doing here. I specifically designed this for a particular width or it's a responsive web design. So just use the device width. And I think on iOS, it does not automatically zoom if you have a minimum font size of 16 pixels. I could be wrong. Um, I, I'm not sure about that, but I do know that uh, there, there is some wackiness with the yeah, way the could fonts just, are yeah, handled. That could just be for form elements, I'm thinking of. I'm not sure about that, but I do know that in the meta tag, you can also specify the initial zoom, the mm-hmm. minimum zoom, and the maximum zoom. And you can also say that user zoom is off. Disabled. Disabled, right. And although I will admit that sometimes I've come across exceptions where I thought it was reasonable to turn off zooming, 99 times out of 100, I think it's a bad idea. Yeah, I do too. Because, yeah, I mean, because if... As, As someone who has trouble seeing small things, it's a bad idea. Yeah, absolutely. But even if, even if, um, it, it takes away a very important tool, which is to be able to zoom in to, say, tap on a specific link when two links are very close to each other, or if you want to zoom mm-hmm. in on an image, uh, see something a little clearer, or like you said, if the text is too small and you want to zoom in on it, it's like to, disabling user zoom is is really bad idea. Um, so, uh, uh, so okay. All that said, if you did disable user zoom uh, on Android, at least, and also Firefox and Android, it knew that double tap wasn't going to do anything. So it, the browser would just not wait 300 milliseconds. So you right. would, you'd automatically just set device width, uh, sorry, width equals device width and user scalable equals no. And bingo, you've removed your delay, but you've also created an accessibility problem. So what they've done now is um, they just removed the double tap gesture. So, because uh, on Android, double tap doesn't really do that much anyway. It zooms in a little bit, mm-hmm. but not that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just removed it. They said you can still you can still pinch to zoom. You can still zoom in on right. stuff, but just double tap doesn't work. Right. So I love this. I think this is the way it should have been initially because double yeah. double taps a gesture already in web browsers on the desktop. First of all, mm-hmm. and second of all, um, the 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 delay is just not, it's just inexcusable. So 
you know, the, and the, there was a way around it. I guess they probably told themselves what, yo, you just listen to touch events, but to, listening to touch events is very complicated. Yeah. And especially when you have to listen to touch events and click events, both it's, it gets complicated. You end up with duplication. I mean, it's, it's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully it would be great to see this, um, to see this make its way into other browsers as kind of a, a new pattern. Um, but if not, at least you get this nice progressive enhancement. Uh, you can just do, well, you don't have to do anything. You just, for people who are using Chrome for Android, they just get a, 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 a more responsive experience. So that's fun. Anything else on that? Is that only Chrome for Android or is it Chrome for iOS? It's going to do it too. I think it's just Chrome for Android because they have to okay. use WebKit on iOS. Mm, I don't know if sense. it's uh, I don't know if it's something you can control at the at the uh, application layer or if it's in the the I think it's in the rendering engine. I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like it's probably probably not doable. Well, iOS also has the triple tap. Uh, isn't that that's for turning on accessibility or something? Uh, yeah, it's an it's an even it's like an even even more zoomer even more zoomier global zoom type mm-hmm. accessibility thing. Yeah. Is it triple tap on the home button or on the screen? Uh, I believe it's on the screen. I think you have to enable it, specifically enable it in the settings. I see. Well, speaking of um, iOS, speaking of settings, um, mm-hmm. they just released a uh, beta, let's see, iOS 7.1 beta 2, I think it is. Um, and for those keeping track at home, and there are a couple of, well, there's a bunch of UI changes. Uh, for example, the you can go in, in settings and turn on outlines for buttons. Nice. Yeah, I think so too. I think like, <laughs> one of the things about iOS that um, was also one of the things I didn't like or don't like about Windows Phone is that you can't tell very easily what a button is because yeah. they don't have any, there's no visual indication of what a button is. It looks like regular text. So it's not, it's, it's really bad on windows phone where you just, you just like, because they want the controls to melt away. And I understand that, but I need to know where the controls are. Like it's, it's a little, it's a little too far, I think. And, and Apple must be getting the message loud and clear from people that they went way too far with the minimal minimalist nature of the OS and that they're now creating settings to fix their, their, Oversteps, let's say. Yeah. Does it include an option for non-sectacular icons? Uh, I th- I think it does. There's a oh, really. Yeah, there's a there's the um, there's the no jazz hand setting, which <laughs> minim- minimizes the zooming animations. Yay. Yay, and there is the uh, the outline button setting. I I thought I read about icons let me i'll see if i can see that while i'm talking I, I, literally the the first time i used ios 7 was on an ipad mm-hmm. and on the larger screen using ios 7 for the first time literally made me sick yeah i believe it i believe it 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 just ruined my whole day i ended up with a I ended up with a migraine and it yeah mm. So let's see, what, what do we have here? I don't know if all of these are new. Um, larger text is an option in accessibility. Okay, Bold text there. is an option. Was there? Button shapes is one of the new ones. That's new? Yep. Uh, increased contrast 
is I think that's an old one. I think so. Reduced motion is the jazz hand setting. That one was it already was there. it was there before, but I believe it's improved now. Cool. And then on off labels. I don't know what that is. Probably icon labels. Oh, that'd be good. That would help. So let me turn on oh yeah. Yeah, you turn on those button shapes, all of a sudden the back button reappears. It's ugly. Like why would they make it so ugly? <laughs> But uh, it does show up. Let's go into Safari and see what it looks like. Um, okay, so so some accessibility options, but that's not what I wanted to bring up, actually. Yeah. The other, the the big improvement that I, I like that comes with iOS, uh, this version of iOS, is in uh, mobile Safari. Um, we were just talking about that viewport meta tag on in Chrome. Um, mm -hmm. You can now add a string to that value, uh, so it would be something like, uh, you know, width equals device width, um, initial scale equals one, and then you can add in minimal UI. And what that does is when you load the page in Safari, it hides the header and footer toolbars. So okay. that, yeah, it's awesome. So if you if you do create like a single page web app or even better still like a game a web game then you can um you know your users can load the page and get no toolbar at the bottom and just a minimal header at the top that says what um you know what just the domain name that you're on Yeah and so this is the kind of thing that people used scroll201 to get yes. the effect of in the past Yes, I was just about to say that. Yeah, so um, I th this is a fairly big deal, in my opinion, uh, in terms of creating an app-like experience uh, on the web. Because a lot of people, what they to to get this kind of experience, they would um, make save to the home screen. Yeah, save to home screen, which is a cumbersome process that a lot of people aren't aware of, uh, or they make it doesn't a always app work app. right too. Yes, that's true. So, um, really, really pretty excited about that. I'm kind of surprised by it, to tell you the truth. I felt like everything Apple was doing was going in a, a, a different direction, away from letting web developers do app-like stuff. But Yeah, it kind of has felt that way. But. Yeah, a, a lot of game developers, though, were screaming their heads off with the iOS 7 release because there was no way in uh, in... Uh, landscape mode there was no way to hide the toolbars or to even know if they were showing yeah and it, if you don't hide them in landscape mode you have like basically no screen real estate yeah and there used to be in ios 6 there was a little maximize button in the bottom right hand corner in landscape mm -hmm. mode that would allow you to just go full screen and they took it away yeah so people were i think rightly in a yank yeah i know it, it annoyed me Absolutely, yeah. It's it makes it makes landscape almost unusable in uh in uh, the browser. All right, so that's uh, I don't know if you have anything else for this week. I think that's all I have. Um, I had a quick question. Mm. I've been about the Entertainment Weekly stuff you did. Hmm. Okay. Um, I won't go into into too much detail, but just the the way you handled we were talking about handling touch events and click events and and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have all of your all of your events bound to the body, yes. And but you're you're doing this thing where, like, for instance, a 
uh, you tap on a link and you've got the, the link binding in the body and then you say, oh, uh, you know, handle this click. Right. Like, And then you have another function called click handler. And then it says, oh, if it has this class name, which is the class name that was obviously just tapped, then then do this function. And why aren't you just calling that function on the on the binding itself? Is there a reason for that? Yes, that's a good question. And I and I very much do that on purpose. So the reason is so and I think I understand what you're saying, which is, which I'll say back to you in case the yeah, listener I feel doesn't like understand. I didn't, didn't explain it well, so feel free to clarify for the listener. Right. So the way that I the way that I do um, user interface bindings, I I bind a handler to um, I, like I set a listener to listen for events, and then I. And then whatever that's going to do is a separate function. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't I just in like, why didn't I just put the? Well, I I, well, I can understand having having the the thing as a separate function, but like for instance, you're you're you have like you're listening for a click event on an a tag, and then when that's fired, you are calling a function that says. Oh, handle click event, and then the click event, and then the handle click event function says, "Oh, if it has this class name, you know, do this function." There's, um, there's like, there's a, there's an extra layer there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would almost have to look at it to make sure I'm, I'm saying the right thing. But, but I can say that that I purposely. It sounds like a little bit one step farther than I usually go, and I must have had a reason that I can't remember. But yeah, that that was that was why I was confused. Yeah. So the. The initial separation is um, important because and I know you know this, but just to tell the dear listener, the initial separation is important because you'll often have a something that you want the interface to do, like I don't know, show a show a menu or um, toggle a button or something. And when you're listening to uh, when you when you want the code to execute to behave the same way on uh, touch interfaces and mouse interfaces, you like, I'll listen to the click event. Like I bind the events differently. So like, I'll check to see, do, do I have touch in this, uh, device? If I do then bind these touch events. If I don't then bind these click events and on the touch ones, a lot of times what I'll do is just totally disable click. I'll just be like, do not listen to clicks and just throw them away. And, and what ends up happening is you, you're in your click handler, you may or may not want to call event prevent default or stop immediate propagation or whatever. But on the touch handlers, you might not want to do the same thing. So usually what my my JavaScript looks like, it'll be the binding and that'll point to a function for each different event. And those are pretty, pretty specific and they can be, they can get duplicative, but they're usually really short. And the, uh, and then inside of that function, I'll deal with whether or not I want to stop propagation of the event or any of that like wackiness. And then I'll, uh, and then once that's all uh, taken care of, then I'll call the function that updates the user interface or does the AJAX call or whatever it needs to do. Yeah. Um, and and usually what'll end up happening is I'll have a, a click handler, like I'll have a button. Say there's a button, it'll have a a click handler, and it'll have a a touch start, touch move, touch end, touch cancel handlers. And, right. and 
but all of those things, or, or at least probably usually the touch end and the click will call the same function, but after they do some shenanigans to the event that itself. Yeah, I saw that part, and that, that made total sense to me, but it looked like you had an extra layer there, and I just sent you an example, and I was just wondering. Yeah, it's inside the gallery, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, basically, I think that boils down to things just got weird in the gallery. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, if, if they just got weird or if there was some yeah some reason some reason for it but yeah no i i i like and generally do the same thing as far as the separation of of click events and or the the event bindings and yeah yeah like and in just the, have, just have the bindings call functions to to perform the event don't, right don't, right don't do it right in the binding right yeah totally yeah i'm starting to recall now that there's like uh there's all sorts of buttons in there like um like you know, to hide the interface, go to the next slide, uh, the done yeah. button, and then the done button does something different if they're on an ad. And yeah, yeah, I think it just got weirder and weirder. So, well, I've made it now weirder still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost to the point where um, that is fairly complicated. It's almost to the point where it it wouldn't be overkill to create like a, a kind of like a proper class for the gallery and have like internal yeah. functions for it and like really really go nuts yeah but the gallery yeah, just got more and more complicated as time went by it was fairly straightforward at first and then there's just more and more stuff got piled in there so now there's like uh it's like a 30 line branching if i remember correctly it's like if the if it's this then do if it's that then do that if it's that then do this if it's that and that <laughs> then do this yeah, uh, and then and then all of the all of the ad stuff that got added in after that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, um, I don't know. I I made it more complicated still. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was just it it looked like there was an extra layer of abstraction there, and I was just wondering if there was a reason for it. Which um, it sounds like it's just a matter of um, you know. Just the way the code evolved over time. Yeah, I think it was a case complex. of yeah, it was a case of well, I'm just gonna add one more thing. Yeah, like ten times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, I I do I do agree on the separation of the the bindings from the actual things the bindings are supposed to do, mm-hmm. and you know I think that's that's definitely something worth worth mentioning and doing. So. Yeah, cool. Wasn't it a totally pointless <laughs> thing on my part? <laughs> a little bit of. A little bit of JavaScript instruction or advice. All right, folks, that's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for the highlight episode of the Niche Podcast. Bye. Bye.